As many of you know, we have been spending the last several weeks exploring uh, the book of Psalms, and we're doing this in a way where we, we look at different types of Psalms. There's been different ways people have tried to organize the Psalms into different categories, and um, so we are spending a few weeks looking at some of those different categories of Psalms and how they affect our life of faith in the Lord. Um, and we're reminded when we look at Psalms that Psalms are expressions of the heart. They're, they're songs initially when they were written. They're, they're meant to be more than just um, something like a, a historical document where things are written down about events that have happened. They're, they're, they're different than a lot of the other writings in the Bible. They are deep expressions of the heart. And we want to connect with that. Um, that understanding of what these psalms are. Not just study the words and what those mean, but study and understand how these reflect the ways that we feel about life and the way um, we can draw close to God throughout all of our experiences in life. We've looked at a few different categories already. Let me put those up on the screen. Here's other categories we're going to be looking at. We've looked at psalms of praise, simply praising God for who he is. We looked at hymns, um, which were a slightly different focus than Psalms, um, expressing how God has provided for us. We looked at lament Psalms. Laments are Psalms that begin with just expressing the, the hard things of life and how we're feeling about those difficult things, but bringing them to the Lord and, and believing by faith in Him that He cares about those things and He will carry us through anything. Last week, we talked about the imprecatory psalms. These are psalms that express God's judgment, um, God's righteousness. And those can be a little bit difficult at times to read through because we, we so connect with God's love, but we also have to remember that God is just and that there is, there are terrible things that happen in this world, and God does bring justice to all situations. And that doesn't always look nice, but it is necessary. And these things express... Um, a lot of them express our desire for God to bring justice, They're especially when, when they've been written by people who are experiencing persecution. Um, they also, we, we had a good point that came up in our discussion about those, that those also remind us that God will judge our sin, and that we need to watch our own hearts, and we might be the one that is in need of God's judgment. Today, we are going to be looking at Psalms of Remembrance. And psalms or remembrance are considered by some to be a subset of thanksgiving psalms, which we'll be looking at in a couple of weeks as we get um, into thanksgiving time. These psalms recall God's deeds from the past in order to inspire faith going forward. That's the, that's the distinction of these psalms of remembrance. It's important they, they form an important role in our lives in that because it's easy for us to lose sight of who God is. It's, it's easy for us to forget God's faithfulness in the here and now. We have a habit, I think, when we're, when we're facing a situation right now, when we're just living through life now, to be looking at our circumstances now and wondering, where is God? Is he really here with me? Does he really care? How is he acting in my life? Is he judging me? Is he upset with me? And we're basing those kinds of questions on the way we're feeling in the moment. There's a couple of unreliable measures that we use. We First, as I just mentioned, is we sometimes we're using our feelings. We don't feel like God is present. We don't feel as though God is happy with us. 
But those feelings really don't tell us much truth about who God is and what he's doing. It's just how we're feeling in the moment. And so we can't depend on that to tell us who God is and what he's doing. Sometimes we look at our own expectations. We expect things to be working in a certain way. We expect things to happen, and they're not happening that way, and so we start to doubt God. We're like, well, what's going wrong here? How come God isn't acting in the way that I thought he would? Well, God often does not act in the way that we think he will, right? And so we can't depend on our expectations to determine whether God is present in our lives and how he is acting. And so it's important for us to look back and remember, remind ourselves of who God truly is, what he has done, in order to inspire our faith and to keep us grounded in the truth of who he is. And that's, what, that's the role that these psalms play. I often like to point out to people that faith in Jesus is not blind. We're not just grasping at hope that maybe God cares about us, that I hope there is salvation through Jesus because he came and gave his life up for us and paid for our sins. It's not just a blind hope. We don't just believe these things because we want them to be true. We don't have to just depend on believing that someone else is telling us the truth or even that I read them in the Bible and therefore I hope it's true. No, there's, there's solid evidence to believe that the Bible is the Word of God and it's been faithfully preserved and transmitted to us. And so our faith in that Word and what we read there is grounded in solid evidence and we can have confidence that it's true. And there's solid evidence demonstrating that what we read in the Bible is grounded in historical truth. And there's no other religious or spiritual text out there like that that's so well grounded in what we know to be true about the world. And so our faith in Jesus Christ is supported by things that we know to be true from the past. And so we may not know what God is going to do in our lives today or tomorrow, but we know with a lot of confidence what he has done. And even though we, more than that, we know a lot about who he is, what his character is like, and that all that can guide us in our faith regarding what we're seeing and experiencing right now. This is the kind of Psalms that we want to look at today. I'm reminded as we talk about this of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And I've always been struck by that statement, lean not on your own understanding. Because our own understanding often leads us astray. Going back to those feelings and expectations, we need to lean on what we know to be true and trust in the Lord with all our hearts. These psalms of remembrance help us recall what we know God has done in order to kindle and inspire our faith going forward into the unknown. And as I, I was looking at these psalms, I'm reminded that, that remembrance is a big theme throughout the entire Bible. So much of what we read in there recalls what God has done. God established um, annual festivals for the Israelites, like Passover. That was a reminder 
It was meant, that was the, the role that it served. Don't forget how I have saved you. And what do we celebrate every year in the church? What are the annual things that we always celebrate? Christmas, Easter, those are the two big ones. Lent and Advent, yep, those are all parts of those and they, those celebrations that remind us. What was that one? Palm Sunday, yeah, that's all part of that. That's part of the Easter. It's, it's the Sunday before Easter, but those are all parts of the Christmas and Easter celebrations, and those are annual reminders, annual celebrations. Of re- Communion is another one, yes. Exactly. Jesus said, remember me. And so we, every month, some churches do it every week, remember Jesus. That's what that's all about, because we need those reminders. In fact, I, I love what Lynn said about coming to church. It, it really was a good way to set up one thought I had about remembrance, is that's, that's one of the parts of coming to church. It's a, it's a weekly reminder for us of God's presence and goodness. It's a weekly reminder that we are connected by fellowship with one another to him, it's a reminder. It was we sing these songs, we're reminded of who God is every week. And so I hope you, you keep that in mind as you come to church. It's not just a, a thing that we do that we have to check off every week, but it's an opportunity for us to be reminded of who God is and how he's working in our lives. And my prayer is always that we leave worship with our faith kindled. We're ready to face the week ahead of us because we have just come and spent time remembering who God is. So those are the kinds of things that we're going to be looking at as we look at some of these psalms today. Now I have a list of some... Oh, I forgot to change the title on that slide. Sorry, that should not say imprecatory. That should say Psalms of Remembrance. These are some Psalms of Remembrance that I was able to find as I looked through the psalms. There's a handful of them um, that really fit specifically into this category that we want to take a look at today. So we're going to start with Psalm 105. And as we've been doing, if you haven't been here um, every week, we've been doing this together. We're going to read part of these psalms. We're going to listen to what they say. And then I want to just invite you to share your reflections on, on how this serves as a reminder to you or the value that you see in these things um, so that we can gain perspective from each other. Um, Now, if I remember, this is a pretty long one. I think I'm going to read just the first part of this, um, and you'll see how it's serving as a psalm of remembrance. But um, I'm not going to get through the whole thing this morning. So let's begin with Psalm 105. It says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. See his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he has pronounced. O descendants of Abraham, his servant. O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is our Lord. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments are on all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word he commanded for a thousand generations. A covenant he made with Abraham. The oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree. To Israel an everlasting covenant. To you 
I will give the land of Canaan as a portion you will inherit. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake, he rebuked kings. Do not touch my appointed ones. Do not uh, do my prophets no harm. He called down famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies and food. And he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons till what he foretold came to pass till the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all he possessed, to discipline his princes as he pleased and teach his elders wisdom. Then Israel entered Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes, whose hearts he had turned to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. He sent Moses, his servant, and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his miraculous signs among them, his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark. For, he, for had they not rebelled against his words? He turned their waters to blood, causing their fish to die. Their lands teemed with frogs. He went up into the bedrooms of their rulers. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies, the gnats throughout their country. He turned the rain to hail with lightning throughout their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered their trees of their country. He spoke, and locusts came, grasshoppers without number. They ate up every green thing in the land, ate up the produce of their soil. He struck down all the firstborn of their land, their first fruits of their manhood. I am going to go ahead and finish it. We're almost there. He brought out Israel, laden with silver and gold, and from among the tribes no one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left, because dread of Israel had fallen on them. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to give light at night. They asked, and he brought them quail, and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out, like a river it flowed in the desert. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought out his people without, with rejoicing, his chosen one with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his law. Praise the Lord. And that is a, a, a classic example of a psalm of remembrance. You see, that, that just recounted all that God did to fulfill the promise he made in Abraham that he would make a great nation. All the ways that Israel was led first into, into Egypt because of the famine and slavery, then they were released. How do you think that this kind of psalm served the kingdom of Israel as they recited this, as they, as they sang it together? What kind of impact do you think it had on them? Pardon me? It gives hope. Yeah. They could look at their current situation and say, okay, look, what, look at all the things that God has done, right? Even when things looked terrible, he came through. And they're going to have hope again. And it can remind us as we remember that, even though we're not directly descendants of Abraham, we can see that God was faithful. 
It can give us hope as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that great? Right. Now, that reminds me of a question that, that I wanted to ask. Um, is there anyone here who knows? Have you heard of the fruits of the Spirit? So there's a, there's a section in the New Testament, if you haven't heard of it, where Paul recounts the fruits of the Spirit. These are the fruits that the Holy Spirit produces, us, produces in us. And for years and years and years, I had a hard time remembering all of them. I'd have to open up the Bible. Where was that again? Now, I bet there are a couple of people in here who could stand up right now. Do you want to share that with us, Franny? Would you? The fruits of the Spirit. Come on up. And this, this, is gonna, this is a good way to illustrate the power of the Psalms. You ready? You want to do it up here? You don't have to, but I want to... In, just the song. Well, however you want to do it. Do it in song. Okay, then just tell us the fruits. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Good job. And you remember those because of a song we used to sing, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right? There was a song we developed for a vacation Bible school. And it was when we started singing that song that I actually remembered the fruits of the Spirit. There is something powerful about singing that embeds those, those thoughts in our hearts and our minds. And exactly what you were saying, Becky, singing this psalm together the nation of Israel could recount everything from those first five books. I mean, it, the song doesn't contain all the details, but it could recall all the important events and bring back the other pieces. And so it serves a powerful reminder. We don't have to go back and um, recite everything. We have a song that reminds us of the major points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yeah, I was just looking for that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. The words in the psalm are, they asked and he brought them quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. Yeah, and if you remember... No, it wasn't that easy, right? When you read the details, there was a lot of complaining involved. There were people who wanted God to give them more, right? And we, why don't we just go back to Egypt? But they did endure that trial. Many of them came through in faithful, and God gave. Right. And that is the point that this psalm is bringing out, is looking at God's goodness and God's provision and how he did, even in the midst of the complaints. And even in the midst of God being upset with them, he still did provide for them, right? 
And that is the point that this is bringing out. And so, yeah, they, they serve to remind us of the right perspective to remember about who God is. Yeah. So, there's one psalm of remembrance. Let's take a look at the next psalm, Psalm 106. And this one has got a slightly different focus to it than you might, might expect, but I wanted to keep this one in here. And uh, would anyone else like to read it for us before I just jump in and read it? If, if anyone would like to read. This is another long one, so this is even longer. We may not get through the whole thing. If there's nobody else who would like to, I'm going to go ahead and just read the first, I think, 18 verses. We'll see where we are, and then we'll stop and talk about why I included this one. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praises? Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joy of your nation, enjoying your inheritance in giving praise. We have sinned, even as our fathers did. We have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our fathers were in Egypt, they gave no thought of your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses. They rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, to make his power known. He had rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the depths, uh, through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the foe, and from the hand of the enemy he redeemed them. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them survived. Then they believed his promises and sang his praise. But they soon forgot what they had done, or for what he had done. It did not wait for his counsel. In the desert, they gave in to their craving. In the wasteland, they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease upon them. And this is exactly, I'm going to just pause there. That's exactly what we were just talking about, right, Becky? We, this one is bringing up some of the negative things, the complaining, the sinning, the disease that came upon them, that was the disease that came after they ate the quail, they gorged themselves on the quail. You can see and hear God's goodness in spite of that, but why do you think it's important to remember the sin and the failure? To, to learn from, yeah. Yeah. And to show, yeah, show God's faithfulness. All along. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a very powerful and important reminder that even when we fail, when we sin, when we reject God, God remains faithful. And that's what this psalm is really focused on. It brings out more about the calf that they worshipped, the way that they rejected God, and yet he was faithful. And it ends with, save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. And as I'm reading that and thinking about this, I think, isn't it wonderful 
that we have the freedom to express to God our failures without fear that he's just going to annihilate us in response? How often do we hesitate to, to admit our failures, admit our pride, admit our sin because of what somebody might do to us, how they're going to hold it against us and use it against us, how much it's going to hurt us to admit it. One of the, the, the powerful things that God has provided us, I think, is that grace to be able to just admit freely, Lord, I have failed miserably. And to know that his response is going to be a loving response. To say, yeah, he will respond with admitting and agreeing, yep, we have sinned. But I've given my son to pay the price, and I love you, and I invite you back into my presence. That is a powerful, powerful gift. And this psalm serves to remind us of that in amazing ways. God's love has no limits. He will continue to be faithful even when we fail. Anything else you want to add to our discussion about that psalm before I move on to another one? All right. I'm going to skip over. Psalm 107 is similar to 106. Um, Psalm 139 is a favorite of mine, and I want to include that. We are getting a little bit short on time, but that's all right. We're doing okay. <clears throat> Would anyone like to read Psalm 139? If not, I will, but just want to keep... You want to read it? Great. Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. If before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I rise on the wings of the dawn if I settle on the far side of the sea. Even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, Surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book 
before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God, away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You can see how that one can fit into a few different categories. That could have fit into our precatory psalms last week as well. But do you see the important reminder in that one? Yeah, there were a couple. What do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is such a powerful reminder. He knew us before we were born. He established our days before we ever saw the light of day. Yeah. And that just, it's a good reminder that God has always been present in your life. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, Mariah. That they what? Oh, they have a care for it, yeah. Yeah, that, that language is, is hard. And we, part of it, we have to remember this is a translation from an ancient Hebrew text, and the world is different. But the point there is about... But he's right. He's bringing up that, that that God is going to bring justice to people who are doing wrong to others, right? And that that word hate, we we see hate in a very much more powerful negative way than is probably being expressed here. That you know, I think you're right. That it's something that we care a lot about. We want to see God's goodness being done, and then we start to feel like, oh, I can't stand it when people don't follow the Lord. We don't do what's right. And that can be translated and expressed in ways that are very negative toward others. Our understanding, and this is what we talked about last week more, is that what we understand, though, is that even though we may feel that frustration and anger toward others at times, and it may come out in a psalm like this, we also understand God's love and grace. And our actual desire is that God would change them, that God would not just destroy them, but he would reach them and help them learn to live a new way and that they would bring them to a point of forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. No, no, you, you make a good point. We have to be careful with that language 
right? And that language is in the Bible, but I think when we see it in poetic and, and songs like this, it's expressing how we feel in the moment, even though we may know that that's, that's not really the way we want to express ourselves. It may be how we feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. We all have to remember that. Yeah. But yeah, I included this one because of that reminder that God made God knitted us together in, in our mother's wombs. And that we praise him because we are wonderfully made by him. And that is that's true of all people. And I remind myself more and more often that every person was made in God's image and is worthy of his love and his presence. Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a powerful reminder. Yes, that God is everywhere. We cannot hide from him. Yeah. And that is that can be um, concerning if we're trying to hide from him. But it's good for us. Right, right. Don't look at me right now. Right, we all kind of have that, but it's good for us that he that we can't hide from him, and it's comforting to know that we can't hide from him. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good reminder for us to 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 keep our focus on loving him and honoring him. Um, there was one more psalm that I had listed here, Psalm one thirty six. Oops, I just flipped something on the screen. Sorry. Um, one hundred thirty six is really a classic. Um, psalm of remembrance um, and it again reminds us of all the things that he did throughout the Old Testament let me just read a couple passages from this it says give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever give thanks to the God of gods his love endures forever give thanks to the Lord of lords his love endures forever to him who alone does great wonders his love endures forever and it goes on and on like that, just making a statement about who God is or what he has done, reminding us of what he did for Israel, and then recites that phrase, his love endures forever. And this psalm is just, again, another remembrance constantly that these are examples of how God's love endures for all time. It's an important psalm of remembrance. And I want to spend a lot of time on that time because we are we are running short. And I, but I wanted to offer a moment here toward the end. If you have a remembrance of the Lord that you'd like to share with us, it's important for us today to not only draw from what we read in the Bible as our foundation, but to keep remembering how the God has worked in our own lives and recall those ways that he has shown his faithfulness. And it can be inspiring to ourselves. It can be inspiring to those around us if we recall and share those those remembrances of the Lord. And so I wanted to offer that in these last few minutes, if anyone would have a remembrance that they would like to share with us to inspire all of us. Yeah, Mariah.
Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's that's a great example of even using something that was negative in a lot of ways. You have this, brought this friend to church, expected people to show God's love, but they didn't. They responded negatively, but that taught you to make that important part of your life. And God used that moment to teach you something and to open up your heart to be the kind of person who's going to go out of your way to show love to people no matter what they're doing, right? You learned in that moment, because you didn't see it in others, how to show grace to people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. You you saw some of the the more negative stuff where people have put up walls and made this divider and said, we're better than you. And God has used that to help guide you through life to really hold on to his grace and look for those examples of how people really have clung to Jesus and been changed by him and shown his love to others and accept people who might often get looked over and rejected. Sure. Yeah, we're all guilty of things like that. But yeah, that's a good that's a good it's one of those powerful moments in your life that stood out and it taught you not only some negative things, some things to watch out for, some things to to judge, right, for your own life, but also to teach you to walk a different path and to look for that in others as well. So I think that's a good example. Yeah, absolutely. Any other examples? Yeah, Lynn. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. That's great, yeah. It's a powerful reminder how God can change anyone. Nobody is beyond his hope. Yeah, yeah. The last person you thought would ever be changed, God reached her and changed her. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that, yeah, people witnessed that difference in her life and it made a difference for them, yeah. These are all important reminders in our own lives. It's important to recall them. It may be years since you had that moment where God showed you something. Maybe he taught you something. Maybe he turned your life around. It's important to recall them, to remember them, because you might be experiencing something now that, that calls into question again something you were wondering about back then when God answered clearly. And maybe today he's not answering clearly, but he did before. He showed you who he truly is. He's shown his faithfulness to us in so many ways. Right? I remind myself sometimes that there is, you know, with all the good that God has done, all the things I know He has done, there's no reason to not begin each day in joy. The reality is I don't always feel that. And that's why those reminders are so important, to remember God's faithfulness. So, Psalms of remembrance are a valuable part of our life of faith. We are going to experience ups and downs. We're going to experience doubt and question. We're going to experience not being sure if God is really working right now. We can remember how he has acted, what he has done. It can recall us to faith once again. And we will continue to experience his closeness because his promise is that he is always near. And that is the truth of who he is. Let's give thanks to the Lord for all the ways that we, we can recall and remember his goodness. And then let's sing our closing song together. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for reminding us of who you are, reminding us of the truth that we know about you, reminding us that those truths are more, more important in our understanding of you than our experiences than our expect, and our expectations, Lord. May we recall those powerful moments in our own lives where you have shown yourself clearly to us, where you have answered our prayers, where you have shown us yourself in ways we never expected. May we recall from your word all the ways that you have made yourself available to people throughout the ages, how you have been present in our lives from the very beginning, Lord. We thank you for your love and your presence. We thank you for who you are, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.